You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Hog Talk Recap Edition. The Seahawks beat down the Jets 40-3, to exactly what we all wanted. And let's get into the trenches right now with Big Ray, see how he feels. It's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk Ray Roberts. Big Ray, they did what they were supposed to do. How do you feel about this win? You know what? Uh, I was thinking about this uh, this morning. I went back last night, watched some of the film, and just kind of looked over my notes from the post-game comments. And uh, I think this game, like you said, they did what they're supposed to do. Uh, To win the game doesn't really make a statement, but to lose the game would have. Uh, And then out of the post-game interviews, the words I heard were process, which means that the defense and the offense have created a process that, that they're willing to go through and put themselves through each week to make sure that they're prepared uh, for, for the game. Uh, and then from that process, I heard the word trust. Uh, and you know and I know that like in any type of relationship, especially one where you're dependent on someone else uh, heavily, that trust is a big thing. And it allows you to play free uh, when you can trust uh, the, the, other, the other people uh, around you. Um, and then also the third thing was perspective. Uh, I think they really kept this game in perspective. They didn't get too high. I think this is maybe one of the uh, times where I, I totally agree with Russell uh, and his neutrality, uh, you know, way of going about things where you don't get too high or get too low. Uh, I think that the that they did a really good job of really reestablishing who they are. And then the big test will be uh, if they can repeat that over and over. Yeah, that would be nice to repeat over and over. I agree with you, Ray. It's kind of like, yeah, we went out. We, we beat a team who was struggling. Uh, we did what we were supposed to do. But uh, let, let's keep it in perspective. We we're supposed to do that. This is who we are. Now, let's talk about this offensive line, man. They didn't give up any sacks. So does that speak to the performance of that offensive line? Or do you think play calling had a bit to do with it or a mix of both? I think it's a mix of both. Uh, to, to just say that you know, the offensive line uh, – just in and of itself, you know, dominated and, and made it hard for the for those guys to get to the quarterback wouldn't be true. I think uh, throwing some of those quicker uh, routes, you know, trying to throw some screens, throwing those smoke screens out to the receivers on the on the edge. Sometimes those plays uh, haven't bared a whole lot of fruit, but what it does is it makes the the pass rush has to think twice, you know, on their way to the quarterback. It frustrates the the, the defensive line because they're they're trying to get to the to the quarterback as best they can and. And giving it all, they're all, and then the ball is gone in like two, you know, one second, the ball is gone. And so uh, I think the play calling, uh, incorporating the run where you get to take some of the steam out of the speed of the pass rush uh, also helped. Uh, and so I, I think it was a combination of all of it. The thing I like about it, though, is that um, it, it then made it possible to recognize the offensive line uh, because of some of the, the, the Seahawks struggles. Um, it's easy to look at the offensive line and say, oh, well, Russell got hit this many times. We gave up this many sacks or, uh, you know, our, our yards per carry or whatever it is, of it is down. But if you look over the, over the season, this offensive line has been really consistent. Even when Shell went down 
you know, Cedric had a, uh, a a tough time, but Marco Jones played really good football, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And so they've been playing really good football. I looked over the, the film again tonight, um, this morning, and, man, I'm going to tell you, man, Damian Lewis is, is on his way to being uh, an all-pro and pro bowler at guard. The dude had a really solid football game in the past, pass protection and in the run game. So I'm really pleased with how those dudes are playing. I'm glad that people are starting to recognize uh, just how efficient and how good they are. Yeah, and, and sticking with that O-line, Ray, Brandon Shell misses a game. If he misses another game, are you are you okay with that? How are their backups doing? Do, do you feel like they'll be able to move forward? I think it's going to be a challenge this week if, if Shell isn't in there and you don't have DeMarco, uh, DeMarco Jones. Uh, I think the two of those those, those guys are the, the best at the, the right tackle spot. Uh, I think if uh, any of the other backups that are going to be in there and if they're moving Chase Young all around and they have uh, uh, my man Sweat as well against on that uh, Washington football team defensive front, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough for all the guys up there, Dwayne Brown included, you know. Uh, those guys can really get after the quarterback, and they play well. That front seven plays well against the run. So this it was a good tune-up for this um, uh, team uh, yesterday uh, to be ready for this real challenge that they're going to have. Uh, it's almost like they got a pop quiz before the final exam. And so not that the, the Washington football team is the final exam, but it is an exam. Let's switch over to defense. Now, the defense has been playing well the last, what, two or three weeks. What do you think the main reason for that is? You know what, like, you know, being a former football player, you know, in, in the NFL, you know, I've been a, in a lot of the player-only meetings, and I've been in a lot of these kind of, hey, uh, let's get it right meetings with coaches. And so you tend to kind of discount them a little bit. But from what I was hearing in the post-game comments, you know, K.J. Wright came out and said, I like those meetings. I like getting up. It creates energy. It creates trust. And uh, and I think that has been the difference, man, the accountability meetings. Like, what are you doing on this play call? Where, where do you fit? How do I fit? And then how do we, you know, execute this together? And so then, you know, you heard uh, uh, Shaquille Griffin say the same thing, like that those meetings mean, mean so much because you have without a shadow of a doubt that when you make a call or you fit where you're supposed to fit, that the other guy is going to be where he's supposed to be. And I think that really is a big catalyst to how they're playing, along with, you know, getting uh, Dunlap, you know, came in and created a spark and helped, you know, elevate the pass rush. And then Jamal Adams was healthy. And then the, and then the one player that I think hasn't been getting enough credit, uh, even though we try to every now and then, is K.J. Wright. K.J. Wright has been consistent all year. He's been making plays. He's been popping off the screen, you know, interceptions, tackles. You can't run a screen against him. Almost had another interception uh, yesterday, broke up a couple passes, made some big tackles in the run game. And he may not uh, jump off the screen like like a Jamal Adams, but if you look at the consistency of how he's playing, the dude is playing at a at a Pro Bowl All Pro level. I agree, man. KJ consistent, reliable, always making a play. Now, what are, what are your thoughts on this team at this point? This point of the season, are they a Super Bowl contender? You think they'll make a run? Um, overall feelings of the Seattle Seahawks right now. My my heart tells me that absolutely they're a Super Bowl contender and they're they're capable of winning a Super Bowl because you know you have ballers on both sides. You know, I've already I've already kind of talked about the guys and the weapons we have on offense last week and you think about it on defense. You have KJ Wright who's a, a Pro Bowl type player. You have uh you know Bobby Wagner who's a all time great middle linebacker. You have Jamal Adams, you know, just set the sack record for, for DBs. 
in the in a single season. You have uh, Shaquille Griffin, who was an all, a Pro Bowl type corner. You have uh, Dunbar on the back end, who's also a Pro Bowl type guy. So you have all the pieces. So your heart says, like, man, why can't they win the Super Bowl? But then my but then my mind says, what about Washington football team? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like what about what about taking that exam? And then there's a few other exams to take after that. And so I think how they play, especially on the road um, uh, this week, will speak volumes to whether or not they're going to be a one and done in the playoffs or they're going to be able to make a deep run in the playoffs. All right. Well, you heard it first from Big Ray. They just got to know the pop quiz. Now they got the exam coming up. Let's see if it is a pass or a fail. Big Ray, appreciate your time, man. Yeah, no problem, Big Dog. Peace. All right, man. NASA Toby, Seahawks got her done. Let's figure out what happened. See what had happened at first was. <laughs> what happened was. What had happened was. On Hawk Talk. What had happened was the Seahawks were back in the win column, destroying the Jets 40-3 to at Lumen Field. And bump, man, it feels good. It feels good to be. Where you're supposed to be, it feels good to beat the teams you are supposed to beat. And the Seahawks did exactly that on Sunday. I mean, it was just domination from start to finish. Um, this was the biggest Seahawks margin of victory since they beat the Cardinals 58-0 in 2012. Uh, the run game had it going. Russell Wilson had it going in the pass game. It just felt right, Bump. It felt like the game plan that they had was good for this game. It felt like they executed. It just felt like everything that they were supposed to do happened on Sunday. So it's refreshing to see those guys get that done. Nice to see them get it done. They rushed for 174 yards on 36 carries. I really like the balance between Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. Obviously, 32 is the guy. He's going to touch the rock first. But after that, if Carlos Hyde comes in, he's good to go. He still had, what, 60-something yards? Carlos Hyde had had, uh, had 76. It's a, one of the best one-two combinations in the league. They're not going to wow you with their stats, obviously, just because of how the Hawks throw the football and then Carson being out and Carlos Hyde been out. But they are getting healthy at the right time, and it was nice to see them establish the run earlier this week. Oh, no question about it. And that was the thing. Like, I talked about, hey, Chris Carson needs to have X amount of carries. He, I, I think the number I said was 20. He needs to touch the ball 20 yeah. times. Uh, on Sunday, he got close to it. So he had, 12, he had 12 carries for 76 yards. He had five. He was targeted five times, three receptions. So that's 15. Also, you got to think the game got out of hand. So yeah. I, if the game was closer, I think Carson would have continued to impose his will and touch the rock more times. But it just felt good, man. And uh, he's there's something about 32, man. Carson's a different body, man. He's a different dude. When he when he runs the football, it was nice to see him break a couple. It's just physical. He just he embodies everything that they want the Seahawks want to do offensively, especially in the run game. So love to see that. And honestly, Bump, man, it felt like you were back at Monroe High School. It was a blowout on a Friday night, and everyone got in the game. <laughs> Everybody got to eat. We saw Burke Curve and Cody Barr and Lennon Stevens. Uh, Shaquem didn't just eat. I mean, didn't just play. He got a sack. So nice to see him do his thing as well. And um, I like the offensive game plan. They came out. I saw so many hitches. I saw so many check downs. And then when the opportunity presented itself, Russell took his shot. Uh, he threw a, an interception to DK, but I feel like the interception was was just ridiculous. One hand tip to yourself. DB just made a play, but it seemed like they were not forcing the football down the field. And that's evident when Russell doesn't get sacked. That means he's getting the football out quick. When you're asking these linemen to block for four or five seconds, um, it's almost impossible to do in the NFL. So I think Shadi said, look, we're going to take our time. We're going to dink and dunk, and 
we'll work our way down the football field, get into the red zone. I mean, there wasn't, we didn't have the 50 yard play. Yep. You know, we didn't have the, the over the top play, which is fine. I'm seeing that the Hawks can win in different types of styles of football. And I think that's going to help them when they start to make a run in the playoffs. Oh, no question about it. And I think the game, the way the year started where they had games where they blew people out or they got up super big early and then the teams kind of made a comeback late. They've had games they've won in the last second. Now they've had a game where they absolutely blew them out start to finish. So they've seen every situation they can see in a football game. And I think that's really important as they head down to the stretch run as in December because right now everything they want to do is still on the table. Um, if they want to be the number one seed, they're going to need a little bit of help. But the Saints just lost last week. The Saints have the Chiefs coming up. So, like, everything they want to do if they continue to win is pretty much on the table. So, it's good to see there. And, man, defensively, dude. Defensively, this team, we were not sure if we were ever going to see them improve defensively. They were statistically, everyone talked about it. Everyone beat us over the head with it. They are the worst defense in the history of the NFL, blah, 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 this and that. Well, I don't care about that. We've been talking about this all year. There's benchmarks. Since we the second half of the Rams game, these guys have been playing at a top five, top ten defense in the NFL. They've dominated everybody. The Jets, yes, they came into the game. They're not a good football team. They're not good offensively. But this is the National Football League. They yeah, didn't cross. Go out. They didn't cross the field uh, midfield in the second half, man. <laughs> when our when our twos got in, they didn't move the football. I mean, we dominated. Did everything we we're supposed to do. Held them to three points, 185 yards. And a big thing for me was they were 4-12 on third down. So they've hit their stride. They've gotten to the point where they we need them to be. And we're going to need to lean on them this last three weeks, man. We're playing some really good offenses, so we're going to need to lean on them for sure. Yeah, this defense was disrespectful, man. Three yards. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, three points in the whole game. And it, that came on the first drive. After that, they scored 40 unanswered points, which is hard to do. I don't care who you're playing. And then Jamal Adams, it might not have been the type of sack he wanted to break the most sacks by DB's record because it was kind of like, okay, I forced you out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. But so what? It's a Mm -hmm. sack. Jamal now holds the record for most sacks by DB. We talked to Pete Carr earlier. Total asked what makes him so special? He goes, when he sees it, he just goes. Yeah, he's the guy who, if he believes it, he sees it, he's flying there. No one's going to stop him from getting to the quarterback. And it was good to see. It was also good to see him handle himself like a professional. He wasn't yep. hooting and hollering about the Jets. He wasn't making a bunch of noise before the game, after the game. Um, he was like, look, man, this is what I'm here to do. This is my job. I'm a Seahawk now. There's no reason to go back in the past and dwell on all the negativity that came with the Jets. So nice to see the defense put together a dominant performance. So did the offense. Special teams is uh, gave up a a sixty six yard return, um, which is a uh, um, I wouldn't say it's a, a sore, but uh, you don't want to see that. But on a positive note, when it comes to special teams, Myers is still perfect. Yep, um, kicking a kicking field goal. So a lot of good things happened in this game. So now let's talk about the playmakers. Touchdown Seahawks! Playmakers. Show them what time it is. Holy captain! All right, the quarterback, Russell Wilson, number three on the jersey, number one in your hearts. Here's the thing about Russ, man. He bounces back and plays his best football after the Seahawks lose a game or don't play as well as they have hoped. He struggled last week at the Giants. It was a complete different situation on Sunday. 21 of 27, 206 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Set the Seahawks record for touchdown passes in a season with 36, breaking his previous record of 35 he set in 2018. 
Dude's got three more games to play. He was just on it, man. And what I loved about it was conviction, man. Like you said, he was getting the ball out there. It wasn't holding on to the ball. Whatever he saw defensively, because the Jets played every coverage that you can play. They played they yeah. played some man. They played some cover two. They played some two man. They played some cover three. They did it all. Russell read what was in front of him and just executed. He made some really nice throws. And I just love to see it because that's the way he played on Sunday is the way he needs to play every week. And I just love the consistency, the conviction in his throws. And he played like the MVP he was at the beginning of the season. And, and the Seahawks are going to need that uh, down the stretch. All right, he broke another record. Surprise, surprise, Russell Wilson breaking records. Russell Wilson has recorded his 15th career game with four-plus touchdowns. Now he's tied for second with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. I mean, Russell Wilson's being mentioned in categories with some of the greats of all times, and he still doesn't get his love, his respect, but uh, he does it He does it on the, on, the, on the silent. It's almost like at the beginning of the season – People are just waiting for Russell to fail. I don't know yep. what it is about people outside state of Washington that want Russell to fail, but he doesn't do that. He just overachieves. He's consistent. He keeps going. Yes, he threw an interception, but I'll take that interception because as a receiver, you're giving me a chance. Mm-hmm. 50-50 football, give me a chance to go get it. DB just makes a play. But Russell Wilson, um, through the first nine seasons, is one of the most successful quarterbacks of all time. No, it's a question. I mean, the thing about it, too, is like Russell – when he has bad games or when he has a bad game, it's like people hold his feet to the fire and they're like, see, I told you, or blah, blah, this and that. If Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or anyone has a bad game, they don't all of a sudden be like, you know what? He can't be the MVP anymore because he had a game. He threw a couple interceptions, blah, blah, blah. Patrick Mahomes didn't play well on Sunday. No one's talking about Patrick Mahomes this morning when he woke up because they bounced back. They won the football game. He stepped into an amazing situation. And I'm not trying to knock on Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying – it feels like a double standard anytime we're talking about Russ because when he has a bad game, it's all his fault. It's this, it's this, it's this. When other quarterbacks have bad games, they blame everybody else. So, Russell Wilson, keep doing your thing. I appreciate you. Um, you're MVP in our world, and you're going to continue to do that. So, we love seeing that. But the running game, man, we talked about it a little bit. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, man. 12 carries for Carson, 76 yards. One touchdown, Hyde, 15 carries, 66 yards. This was the best it felt from watching the game in terms of our running game, how everything flowed, how they were, the offensive line was blocking, hitting holes, things like that. And I think uh, if they would have played the whole game, they could have rushed for way more yards. Yeah, easy, easy. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, nice one-two combo. A total of 27 carries, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Carson had a nice run, 28-yard run, where he shows that burst. People see him as a power back, but he's got some speed as well. All right, DK Metcalf, six receptions, 61 yards, one touchdown, and he also was a cameraman for about <laughs> 10 seconds. Scored a touchdown, hopped in the stands, got behind the camera. He did get a penalty. I asked Pete Kerr how he felt about that. He said he didn't like it, but it's nice that he's having fun. When you're playing against the Jets, you can take a 15-yard penalty. And then they, they assessed it on the kickoff, and the Jets just got to the 30. So essentially, it was a five-yard penalty. Right. No, no, no harm there. I like to see DK having fun, but I bet he will not be jumping into the stands and doing anything like that again. No question about it. Here's the thing. I think it's one of those things where, of course, Pete's going to say, I'm upset and things like that. It's one of those things as, as a football coach, you're, you're mad at them, but at the same time, you kind of yell at them, like, hey, don't do that, but you pat them on the butt and say, nice play. Like I like what you're doing there. And here's the thing, man. DK, one of the best athletes in the world, in the National Football League, camera work, kind of shoddy, man. I saw the, I saw the flip zone of that. <laughs> he didn't really focus on anybody. He was kind of up and down. Um, so 
I think he needs to work on that in the film room this week if he ever wants to do that again. But all seriousness, though, DK, he's the man uh, doing his thing. 61 yards and a touchdown, still making plays. Still making plays. Let's highlight this offensive line, man. No sacks for the first time in 2020. Russell did not touch the ground unless he tripped on the way to the sideline or something like that. Russell's jersey was clean. Remember back in the days when everyone played on grass? Yep. Your jersey actually got dirty. Jerseys don't get dirty. It's getting nah. a, little, a little scuffed up these days. But this offensive line kept Russell clean. Um, and there were a lot of guys playing, right? Your potty was in. They, we've seen so many combinations on this offensive line that at this point of the season, honestly, I'm surprised that there were no sacks. I expect just because you have different guys going into different time situation that just the flow is going to be off a bit. But because we've seen so many combinations, we're seeing that guys are getting more comfortable out there protecting Russell. Well, yeah, and I mean, at one point you had Wheeler, Simmons, Lewis, Fuller. Kyle Fuller's a center. He's out there yeah. playing right tackle. Um so that speaks to a couple of things. A, that all these guys know what they're supposed to do, know everyone's job, their personality, flexibility, depth, which is great. And number two, I mean, they went in there and they still moved the football with Geno Smith at quarterback, and they still moved the football, got a touchdown drive with that second offense. So I love to see offense rush for 170 yards, 174 yards. So it's great to see that because it's going to be important because hopefully everyone will be healthy and ready to go by the time the postseason comes. But the fact that People have game experience and they have game live game reps. It gives you more confidence if something were to happen, if someone goes down to play. Uh, it's good that they're that they're gonna be ready to rock. And we gotta go back to defense, man. Jamal Adams. Jamal. Five tackles, one sack, one TFL, one pass defended. It would have been so sweet if you got that interception. You know <laughs> the guys in the locker room were killing for it. Uh they better. Oh man, they hit him right between the three and the three. It's tough because it was his former team. I get that. Uh, but listen, man, I'm not going to hate on him, brother, for setting a record for most sacks in the history of the National Football League as a DB uh, since it became official stat, 1982, eight and a half on the season. He's got three games. I still think he's going to get double digits. He's going to finish this year leading the Seahawks in sack. So big up to Jamal Adams. He didn't make too much about playing his former team. Went out there, did what he's supposed to do. And honestly, I think he would have had a bigger game but our game plan was so good defensively, and unfortunately in our game plan we played a lot of man-free, a lot of man coverage. A lot of times Jamal Adams wasn't rushing the quarterback. So I think schematically because of our game plan, that didn't allow him to have the biggest game possible. But we gave up three points, so I'm not complaining. Yep, and you know why? He didn't have as many as possible because dudes like Snacks Harrison was making plays, man. He tied the uh, team lead for tackles with six, forced the fumble that was recovered by Bobby Wagner. You don't talk about the interior linemen a lot, so every time you get a chance, you got to show the big boy some love. I also want to give Puna some love. He should have had an interception, but KJ getting stingy went for it as well, and they're <laughs> battling for a rebound. It drops to the ground. You can't blame those two for going after, but it's nice to see Snacks and Puna making plays, getting some love. When you have your interior linemen making tackles, that means they're stopping the run. I mean, guys aren't getting behind them, and they're cleaning stuff up before your linebackers can get to it. Always nice to see the big boys perform. Let's go to the receiver room for the receiver roundup now. Let's talk about these stats. Mentioned DK has six for 61, one touchdown. Lockett, five targets, five catches, 52 yards. He still do. He's going to have one or two more big games before the season is over. Disley had two for 23 and a touchdown. Freddie Swain, two for 22, for a touchdown, his second touchdown of the year. You saw him early and often this game. Yep. 
You talk to Pete, he says he knows what he's doing from every position. If you want to touch a football field, focus on one position, outside or inside, and then start learning everything. It makes you just great overall. That's what we're seeing out of Freddie. Carson had three for 22. Demo had three for 20 and a touchdown. This dude has six touchdowns on the year. Mm -hmm. Six touchdowns on the year, man. He might be the best number three receiver in the league right now. It's not going to kill you with yards, but he's always going to make a play. No question about it. Then Colby Parkinson jumps in. Big ups to Colby Parkinson. First career NFL reception. Ended the game with two for 16 yards. So it's great to see his feet get wet in the league and playing some meaningful snaps. Because the thing about Colby is he is going to be that wide receiver threat type. He's As a pass catcher, he's a big body, a tall target. And I think as he continues to learn this offense and really get game reps, I think Colby is going to be... In the future, our, our tight end room is great. It's going to be between Colby and Dis and Hollister. There's so much potential for those guys moving forward, so it's great to see that. Penny Hart, one reception, three yards, but had gotten the running game, will end around for 19 yards. So it's great to see everyone get involved. And that's the thing that I love the most about this. Russell threw four touchdowns to four different guys, so everyone was getting to eat. Yep. Spread the love, Russ. We love when you spread the love. All right, let's go to the coach's corner and break down a play. Russell Wilson finds David Moore for a three-yard touchdown. Russ gets the shotgun snap, looks to the end zone, steps away from one man, throws to the back of the end zone, touchdown, Seahawks! David Moore loses his defender under the goalposts, makes the catch. That play made by Russell Wilson, who had somebody grab a hold of his foot. He shook him off and said, get away, I got a touchdown to throw, and he does. David Moore from three yards out, the Seahawks lead by 33. I really like this concept, Nas. We got three receivers down to the bottom of the field. We got DK at the number three spot. He's the furthest in receiver. Go DK, Lockett, and then you have Demo. Um, DK and Lockett both just run hitches. You get to the goal line, you turn around, you box these guys out. Demo's working the back of the end zone. What's so hard about this to cover for a defense is, okay, you got the back of the end zone. You play, you use that as a defender, but because Lockett, and DK settled down across the goal line that brings everybody up. Everyone's paying attention to 16 and 14, which creates some space in the back of the end zone. You hear Rabel talk about uh, Russell had someone on his foot. He says, get off me, shakes him off, throws a dart. DK catches his number six touchdown of the year. That's all he does is make plays. Yeah, no, Demo swag is just, that's what we love about him because when he touches the football, if he's being targeted, he usually comes down with it. The thing I love about this play is, so uh, Damian Lewis kind of gets bull rushed and, and, and unfortunately played such a good game on Sunday. In this particular play, he lost the battle. He lost the battle. He gets run over a little bit. On his way to the ground, the thing what I want to highlight here is Russell Wilson, his ability to not drop his eyes. At no yeah. point, even though there's a big 300-pound defensive lineman right at his feet, near his ankle, his knees, all that stuff, doesn't drop his eyes whatsoever, steps out of it. Still finds Zemo in the back of the end zone and the concentration from number three. It's really underrated because most people, they bring their eyes down uh, off the receiver. Things get lost, uh, but not Russell Wilson, man. He just continues to make plays, finds Zemo swag, and it's good when everyone's getting involved, everybody's eating. Love what we saw from the offense on Sunday. Love it. 40 points. Can't complain with that. Greatest formation in football, Nass. What is it? Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down 
And the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the Victory Formation on Hawk Talk. Victory Formation, got to love it, taking those knees to finish the game. Seahawks, here's what happened on Sunday, man. It's all about this. They beat the Jets like they were supposed to. Nothing fancy. They beat a team they were supposed to beat and beat them the way they were supposed to beat them. The Jets are 0-12. We understand that. So no one's over here hanging banners happy that they beat the Jets. But the Jets were who we thought they were. Shout out Dennis Green, uh, RIP. But they are who they thought they were, and they beat them the way they were supposed to beat them. So it's refreshing that they came out and just executed the game plan. Style points. I needed some style points, man. They finally gave us some. 4-3, I'll take that all day. To me, in the past game, it was all about the quick game, man. Hitches, outs, slants, short stuff. I love the screens. We saw maybe three or four screens. Now, they might not have been executed the way we'd like to see them, but the fact that they're running them just puts pressure on that defense. I like the way that they were mixing it up. Russell Wilson, back to his old self. If he threw four touchdowns in one pick a game, I wouldn't be mad at all. I'll, I'll take a pick. That just means you're taking a shot to number 14. Russell seems to be getting back to who he was early in the season. No question about it. Russell's balling out. And Jamal Adams, man, huge week. Knew he was playing his former team. So much negativity coming from the New York media and everyone out there questioning his leadership, questioning his uh, essentially who he is as a man. And um, he talked about it. He's really candid about the things he dealt with in New York. And for him to come out, ball out, Focus on the game at hand. Didn't say anything negative about, you know, Adam Gase or anyone in the Jets organization. Still his friends over there. But for him to come out, break the sack record for a defensive back, still got three games to play. It was good to see him come out there, show what he can do, prove why we gave up some first-round picks for him because he's a big part of this defense, give us the energy. So, Jamal Adams, big ups to Jamal. Got the game ball, took it home. Record breaker. Jamal Adams got it done. He led this defense. The defense is playing good. They're going to need to play well because the Hawks are playing against a few top 10 defenses themselves. So there are going to be times where these guys have to pull through for them. Nice to see them get back on track. No question about it. This team is playing how they should. It's great to see them recap. They got another big game against the Washington football team. They're 9-4. and four. Huge game coming up. They need to continue to win and keep pace with the Rams, setting up a showdown in two weeks. Just a reminder, guys, join us each and every Thursday for the huddle from noon to 2 with Jake, Stacy, and color analyst Dave Wyman. It's your chance to hear directly from the Seahawks players as they prepare for Sunday. Preview the game ahead with the voice of the Seahawks, Steve Rabel, and our guy, Ray Roberts. Bump. It's always great to have a victory Monday. Let's keep the thing rolling to next week. Keep it rolling. Hawks are nine and four. About to go back east. Play the Washington football team. Let's hope they get it done. It's the push for the playoff, folks. It's been real. Michael Bumpus, Nasa Chobie, Hawk Talk Recap. Talk to you soon.